probably should have thought of an intro. <laughs> right? Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Design Dorks. I am Pyrrhic Kong from Designing 4. And I am the Duke of Dorks from, well, the Duke of Dorks. And we're here to uh, design some dorks. Yes, the, the dorkiest of characters. Indeed. Actually, we are today, starting off with. But... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so uh, for today's episode, what we've done is we've taken a look at uh, not only highly requested characters for Smash, but also uh, pulled our various communities, all two of them, as to uh, their favorite characters that they want to see in Smash, and then uh, took a list of the names that we saw the most often or thought were really interesting and stuck them in a list together. For this list, we're not looking at viability here. We're not looking at, oh, does this character deserve it? Or, oh, will this character make a fully fleshed out moveset? What we're looking for is how to apply them into Smash, how to take this idea and essentially run with it. And, you know, if one of us doesn't happen to know or like the character very much, we hopefully can sell the other on the idea of it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you, what you brought to the table. I will also say that we don't care if the character is likely or not, because that's just boring yeah. to talk about for these sorts of things. We're talking about design here, not, not speculation. Exactly. That was a short preamble, but, you know, it's one that works. Yeah. So, uh, let's uh, start off with this first character that I was surprised, personally, to see on a ton of lists that we got. It turns out that one of the most requested characters for us to talk about is Dr. Eggman. Yeah. Uh, first off, props to everyone who suggested him, because I, I love Eggman. He's truly one of the best villains just in the video game spectrum. As a fan of just animation in general, in every one of his designs, he is such a thrill to see come to life. For the life of me, I always thought, oh, Dr. Eggman, that is the easiest boss character for Smash you could ever make. And never got him for reasons? Yeah, um, okay, I, I love Kirby Superstar, but Mark's? I mean, you could, you could throw out Sakurai bias to that, which I kind of understand, but, like, I, I, mm. <laughs> I, I get it, but, but you put in Rathalos and Dracula before Eggman? Yeah, don't disparage the, well, actually, no, even as a Monster Hunter fan, like, you should have had Eggman over Rathalos. <laughs> as a huge Castlevania fan, yeah, you should have had Eggman over Dracula. But maybe that's because they just want to save him for a character. That is absolutely fine, but admittedly, not something that I considered before now. Oh, absolutely not. I feel like that's one of those one of those subconscious Smash community rules that just kind of gets into the back of your head. Like, oh, there can only be right. one unique fighter from a single third-party franchise. That's just... that's a thing because reasons. Right, but e even if, you know, people suggest that there should be another Sonic character, and of the third parties, yeah, Sonic makes sense. Absolutely. It, it's always usually like Tails or Shadow or, on the rare occasion, Knuckles. Yeah, but when you really think about it, like, I'm always a proponent that the second most important character in a video game is the villain. You don't have the game without the villain. Right. And if you take that line of approach, like, Dr. Eggman really is the second most important character to the Sonic franchise. Absolutely. So, uh, let me just ask you to start off. How much familiarity do you have with the Sonic franchise? 
So, a ton and not a lot at the same time. Like, Sonic, of course, has a giant presence on the internet. I've seen so many videos about just talking about the character and mocking Sonic 06 and all that good stuff. I've only actually played Heroes, Generations, and, no, Heroes, Colors, and what's the the third one? The, the, The Werewolf Unleashed. Uh, a bit of mania as well, but I couldn't. I wasn't very good at it, and I couldn't get very far. <laughs> Fair point. Um, let's see. My history with the character is uh, I got in as a lot of kids in the uh, early two thousands did with Sonic Adventure Two Battle on the GameCube, and uh, played the Mega Collection, and I got stuck in Mushroom Hill Zone because there was a pulley, and I could not figure out how to pull it. <laughs> And I decided Classic Sonic is bad based on that. Seems That seems like a good judgment. I, I, I'd get behind that. Solid logic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. And that's how you know, I got a career game design on YouTube. So, <laughs> basically, I feel that there are two ways to approach Eggman as a character in Smash. One of them is you take uh, the very direct Sonic Adventure 2 approach. And th- this is the most common I've seen, where he has the Egg Walker which is his little bipedal robot with the uh, homing missile launcher on it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's his most iconic playable appearance. And I, I could see, definitely see how that could work. Just have him reach out of it to grab items, have it, like, start fizzling and sparking when it's knocking on yeah. the ground. It's an easy thing to picture animating properly. <laughs> and I like that because I like Adventure 2, and I, I'll have bias toward that game, but... I don't see that as strong of a design as him in his Egg Mobile. That is uh, the little vehicle he uses to fly around in. It's what you'll see him in in, like, every classic Sonic boss fight. That's the, that's the sphere, right? Basically the clown car? Yeah, yeah, the spherical thing. And basically what he'd do in the original game is he would either have some sort of item come out of it, and that would be your boss fight, just Eggman with a wrecking ball, or Eggman, but he spits hot fire. Or Eggman, but he has a stupid little drill car that he flies into. Yeah, I've seen I've seen most of the bosses that you're talking about. I can visualize them. Yeah, and I think that is uh, the stronger design of Eggman. Uh, halfway because you know it is able to more fully represent his history, and halfway because it's kind of hard for me to suspend my disbelief imagining the Egg Walker in a ledge animation. Oh, where Eggman right. is holding it up with his little arms, which I mean, it'd be funny, but just like having him hang out of it and like grabbing the walker with his leg or something like that. Yeah, right. It's just, uh, you know, there's a certain weight associated to a giant metal contraption. Yeah, indeed. Plus the scaling, we get a bit weird mm-hmm. just between him, Sonic and the rest of the cast with the walker. Mm-hmm. Now, doing the egg mobile route route, there is a bit of an issue. We already have a character like that in Bowser Jr. I was just gonna bring up that there's a lot of very easy comparisons that you can make to like how Bowser Jr. interacts with the clown car. But I don't think that's a that's a mark against the potential. Yeah, I don't necessarily see that as a downgrade, but I also it puts the interesting question into my mind, okay, how do we make Eggman separate from Bowser Jr.? How do you not reuse tons of animations? Because, you know, oh, he has a wrecking ball, so does Bowser Jr. 
He has a cannon, so does Bowser Jr. Oh, he has a cute little thing in Sonic Adventure 2 where he has a boxing glove out of it. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, and, you know, there are, there's... there are a lot... Oh, sorry. Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, no. We're too damn polite here. So there's a lot that could go into Eggman's design. And what I came up with was to design Eggman around being a trap-based character. Um, I want Eggman to go basically the full kitchen sink approach of just throw everything from his little boss encounters because it's Eggman. He should be doing every last stupid idea he thinks will win. This is a man who designed a giant pinball table. No, he designed a tower made of four separate giant pinball tables because he thought it would defeat Sonic. This is not a man who needs necessarily the most clear and obvious design or through line for him. He can just play around with all of his gadgets all he wants. What I want from Eggman is for his traps to be really, really strong. I want him to have full stage controlling effects, like he sets down a generator and it shoots up lightning from it, like a constant reverse Pikachu down B, perhaps a little bit slower, with the caveat of he can always get caught in his own traps. Ooh, I like that. I want this to reflect Eggman as hoist by his own petard, which he always is. I want it to go, if you are a genius with a super high IQ and can appreciate Dr. Eggman because of your high IQ, then you can run circles around your opponent. But if your opponent outsmarts you, then you are screwed. He doesn't want to just win. He wants to outsmart you. He wants to show you why he is the best and should, should rule this world and all that kind of stuff. Blow up the moon. Exactly! But um, what I like and what I really want Eggman to be is, you know, what I love about designing villain characters is considering their opposition to their hero. Uh, one of my favorite little bits of design of uh, King K. Rule, for instance, is how his back air is a mirror of Donkey Kong's forward air. How they essentially serve the same purpose and are the same animation, but K. Rules is just a bit more spiteful. And how both uh, DK and K. Rules um, forward smash and uh, forward tilt, respectively, are claps meant to kill you. I love that little bit of vindicativeness of specifically uh, working around encountering your hero. So I thought, how can we apply that to Eggman? And what I came up with is I want him to, in his traps, be an anti-speed character. Um, and uh, two big ideas that I had for that would be uh, using the goop that he has from Chemical Plant to uh, create a slowing effect. So it's very much a matter of, oh, you think you're approaching me? <laughs> <laughs> Not likely. And then the other one that I really want to incorporate, I'm having some trouble thinking about how to make it not broken, is a pinball bumper. I think Eggman throwing out a pinball bumper that just makes you careen in a direction is the most villainous thing that a Sonic character could possibly do. That is very true. That is very true. It does, like, like the bumper item, if it was just in the game would be the most overpowered thing in existence because you can just set that on the ledge and then you can't get back to it. But if there was some way to do that, 
That's exactly what I was thinking. And, you know, I know that DDD's Gordos have a very elegant solution to that, but the bumper is quite different from that. True. Maybe make it so the knockback always sends them up or something like that. That could be good. That could work. So it doesn't gimp people. It could be hilarious on stages where you could, like, use it to stage spike. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, never mind. That oh, you're works. You're trying to go underneath Battlefield? <laughs> Bye. Oh, what? You're playing Meta Knight? Not anymore. Plus, those kind of moves are always funny if you can, like, carry them off the top last zone with it. Just leave it in the oh, top yes. last zone and have them completely forget about it. Just up. Boom. Mm-hmm. Oops. But yeah, that would be uh, my basic design for Eggman. Uh, you could pull any sort of attack from any of his boss fights. He's got flamethrowers, he's got wrecking balls, he's got electric balls, he's got all sorts of balls. He's got that stupid little homing laser from Sonic Adventure 2, you could throw that in. And even going further than that, he's the kind of mad scientist that would throw whatever kind of addition to his mech and the kitchen sink as well, and well... So long as it's something that a mad scientist would make, I believe he'd use it. I totally agree with that. Uh, my idea for the character, like, as someone that's not as familiar with Sonic in general, I always saw him as more of a, um, oh, how do I put this? Where Bowser Jr. has this clown car that was basically given to him by his father, Eggman's always tinkering with his his little um contraption. So my mental image of the character was someone who would, like, Maybe, like, get out of the of the little, uh, t- I've already forgotten what the name of it was. What is the sphere? Egg Mobile? Yeah, Egg Mobile. And, like, throw on those little, like, additions. Like, let's let's attach a flamethrower right here and a wrecking ball right here. Making it so that you could kind of, like, customize his moveset throughout the match. Oh, so he's actively buffing yeah, himself? Yeah, like that. Oh, that'd be, that'd be really neat. I could definitely see that, just, like, getting out and just having, like, okay, I use down B, I have a selection of five different guns to modify my neutral special or my smash attacks with. I, I don't know how well that would play into, like, Eggman as a character, but it also gives me the mental image of, like, maybe you can knock him out of it the same way that, like, Bowser Jr.'s self-destruction is temporarily outside of his mech, and he just does that... I've, I've seen Eggman's running animation from the first Sonic games where he just has his arms floating behind him. Yes, a little airplane run. Yeah, I, I just feel like that'd be hilarious, just having him try to run away like, oh gosh, oh gosh, i got to build this thing back up again. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I, I'm actually very much for that as well. I do love the idea of just Eggman being, aha, now I have... Oh, I do not have you. Oh, this was a mistake. Behold, the laserinator. It will destroy... Oh, it's already broken. <laughs> uh, very good pitch for Doofenshmirtz and Smash. <laughs> but yes, I do love that and just... We need more Sonic remixes in general. Oh, absolutely. So be... it's I would be so happy to see him. Do, do we still only have Angel Island? I'm pretty sure. And just, like, yeah. Green Hill Zone, but again, as stages. D- does Green Hill Zone even have a remix in Smash? I, I don't know. I really don't. I, don't I, I just always put the vocal tracks and maybe Studiopolis on, so. Yeah. I've, Sonic is, like, a, a weirdly poorly represented series in Smash Brothers. It's been here for since Brawl. It's been in more mm-hmm. games than it hasn't been. But, God, that's weird. Yeah, that is weird to think about. But it's only got a single character, one stage twice, and, like, 
the most basic of songs. Give us more. And Eggman, I think, would be a great way of doing that. I absolutely agree. Um, if I couldn't have Eggman, admittedly, it's a weird caveat to go, like, I would want Eggman as a boss, but if Diddy d- is not paired with Dixie, I would want classic Sonic and classic Tails. But if that is not the case, then I would not want that. Interesting. So you'd only so you want two Sonics if the second Sonic came with Tails. Exactly. I I wouldn't want Tails on his own. I would want that sort of duality to represent the real superpower of teamwork and whatnot. Yeah, Tails never struck me as a very interesting character on his own, which is weird to say because he kind of has fulfills the same inventory role as Eggman, but. Playing him in Smash Flash 2 doesn't really feel like Tails. There's a level of over-the-topness to Eggman that you don't quite get with Tails. Yeah. Like, Tails is very controlled. His inventions work, except for, like, the start of Sonic Adventure 1. Eggman's explode all the time, but he keeps making them because he's good at what he do. Indeed. <sighs> Indeed. Just to throw on, like, you had the idea for either the Egg Walker or the Egg Mobile. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can, like, attach legs to the Egg Mobile and then it is the Egg Walker or something like that. That could be good. I would I would have to see how specifically to balance that. Because, you know, adding legs to make yourself heavier and have a larger hitbox is generally not the most desirable of traits. This is true. Although, like, how Pokemon Trainer switches to, like, Charizard, basically when they need to be heavier to survive hits, maybe it works the same way. Huh. Yeah, you know, fair point. Fair point. Well made. Still And, and, and it gonna... kind of fits, um, sorry, it kind of fits Eggman's, um, just like, as he's losing, he's like, oh, crap, I gotta throw everything on here. I need to win. Add the legs, add the legs. They were successful before, weren't they? Referencing how his... Machines always get bigger and more convoluted as the Sonic games progress. Of which ones you've played, what would you want his final smash to be? Because it's got to be a giant mech of some kind, but what would be the most the most cool? I would um, probably settle on the Egg Negawisp for that uh, final boss of colors. Um, I do like his other ones, uh, the Egg Dragoon from Unleashed and uh, the Death Egg Robot from Sonic 2 are probably the most iconic and you know the being the shameless adventure to shill i am i would want yes drown the moon in your laser piss egg man <laughs> do it but uh i feel like the egg nega wisp has the coolest selection of powers just uh based on all the wisps that he has access to and um god even even just aping the um ending of colors uh in uh, terminal velocity where eggman blows himself up so badly that he summons a black hole that even sonic can't outrun oh that'd be amazing spectacular failure is what i think of with eggman and that's what i want more than anything Either that or just just his whole theme park design. Just like Eggman going around in a roller coaster shooting you. Like it's Astro Blasters or something. I don't know. He's definitely a character that you can do a lot with. Absolutely. And we have done a lot with him. So um, would you like to move on to the next? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Alrighty. So... 
Our next character that we have suggested is uh, Steve from Minecraft. Yeah. I have played one hour of Minecraft, and that's, uh, I understand the appeal, and I understand that appeal is not for me. <laughs> it, it, it feels like it is something that if I had it as a child, I would love it, but as an adult, I appreciate focus more and more in my games. And Minecraft is the opposite of that. Like, I, I'm not the kind of person who will spend hours beautifying his Animal Crossing town. I'm the person who spends hours trying to get the NES games in Animal Crossing. Yeah, I, I'm a lot of the same way. I, I tried to play Minecraft, and once I got over the... Like, it's surprisingly scary having a creeper just be able to come up on you anywhere. And I actually turned me away from the game for a while. I was a bit of a coward when I was younger, but... I would, I would keep comparing it to Terraria, where I could do a lot of the same things, but it was more streamlined into, like, combat in exchange for, like, just go out there and do what you want. And I appreciated the streamlined focus more. But I do feel like the freedom of Minecraft in of itself could lead to some pretty interesting implementation if Steve got into Smash. I totally agree. Um, I love not necessarily the implementation of Minecraft, but what Minecraft represents from a creative standpoint, not from a financial or company standpoint. <laughs> yeah, definitely but, not. You know, if Steve got into Smash, and I would be open to him being in Smash, first off, the main focus for him, I think, would be finding a way to have the joy of building things, just the joy of creation and creating your own setups. And that does lead to a very setup-based character, but I feel like that can be balanced by making him focus on resource management. What I would like to see Steve do is be able to essentially mine and collect resources through a match. Just, you know, punch the stage as you would punch the trees. This is actually the exact same thing I have written down for mine. Oh, oh God. Mine the stage for materials was my idea. Having like a... It's so like picture Battlefield, and I have the idea that there is a diamond somewhere on Battlefield that, like, you press down B and you hit the stage with a pickaxe and you find something. And every time you find the diamond, it resets. You can use those materials to, like, upgrade your gear or make a little platform or something out going further from the stage. Things like that that could just... I want them to be based around, like, improving and building. Like, which leads to weird aspects of, like, how do you essentially play stage builder in an actual game of smash brothers right like, do you just let him place blocks wherever and he can just completely block off ledges as people are trying to recover or i think the most important thing for uh steve to have is that unless you put a ton of investment into it the blocks should be destructible yes um anyone can destroy your stuff in minecraft so they should be able to destroy it here with a similar effort. It should be considered similar to like, um, wow, train of thought, way to leave me here. Um, <laughs> it should be similar to a player's shield. If you focus on that element of it and wear it down, it should wear down and you should be able to break through and that will cost you a stock if you break through. Um, now obviously to a much lesser extent, uh, like, not even close to, say, K. Rule belly armor levels or anything for any sort of obstacle that Steve places. 
but it should be something where damn this is hard with characters i don't know much about i i understand but, it's it's it's, the, the, it's certainly weird oh sorry it's it's okay i lost my train <laughs> of thought the second you started to... all right so oh god it's spreading the main focus that i had with steve is that I wanted him to be a mobile resource gathering character. Um, I wanted him to say, you know how characters like Cloud or Joker are very, very campy with their getting meter mechanic. Like, I know that Joker is a counter, yes. but you just sit there and you know when you're going to get hit. And it's the safest counter to throw out in the air, especially if your opponent doesn't have an air grab. Indeed. So you want him to be someone that has to, like constantly run around the stage to get I want what he him to needs. be a character where essentially um you have you know break him down into his two main focuses mining and crafting uh mining I want just like if you tap out this much of the stage you're done um as much as I like your diamond idea it brings back flashbacks to Mario Party hidden blocks and that terrifies me to have in smash <laughs> that's kind of what I wanted though <laughs> Waluigi can have that, but this character with that idea scares me. Um, What I wanted is just, you know, if you build up more resources, you can then use those resources. And that's obviously platform creation, but what I wanted with it is something like you can upgrade your weapons and your normals with it, too. Start with the wimpy wooden equipment and slowly upgrade through the various ores until you get diamond or mithril or whatever it is at the end. I'm I'm that bad at knowing Minecraft, guys. I, I saw a playthrough of story mode once. I believe it goes wood, stone, iron, gold, and diamond. Okay, that, that makes think. sense. But what I would want with that is uh, to essentially incorporate that into weapon durability, not unlike Robin. But instead of having a set durability that goes down, you choose the durability by how deeply you craft something. And that would carry through in between stocks. Um, That would be like, okay, you have a wooden sword, it's got a couple hits and that breaks. You get the stone, it's strong, but it breaks quickly. If If you go all around the stage and you mine like crazy and you invest into diamond, diamond is unbreakable, baby. That's gonna last. But your opponent would have to be an idiot to let you build up to that. And if you have those resources, why aren't you using them on platforms? Why are you using them specifically for diamond? Just this sort of, okay, I have resource, what do I do with it? What is the best use of my time? And I feel that that balances him more than any sort of um, gimmick strat or uh, durability specifically on the platforms could do. Because, you know, Smash is filled with, with cheap stuff. With you got DK Cargo Throw, uh, Stage Spiking. You have tons of different spikes. You have Thwack at 0%. So finding a way some, not necessarily to mitigate that, but to control it and make it a choice is what I love to see in design. I feel like that's part of the appeal of, like, the that basic gameplay of Minecraft. Just the hunt for... The invincible equipment, the hunt for diamonds, randomly, like, trying to enchant your armor and weapons in certain mm-hmm. ways. Like, I haven't played enough of Minecraft to make that, like, a, like, plant my flag there. Like, it's a thing that should happen. Right. But I also feel like it could be 
like something that could fit. It's it's hard taking a character that you don't you, like. You just said it's hard to take a character that you're not as familiar with as others. But it, it it's hard to say because I am very open to the idea of this character. Just the basic pitch of resource management plus being able to create is really strong for me. And I think like okay, this is a character that I would put time into. My one caveat with your idea is uh, stage selection. Because on something like WarioWare, finding the diamond is a lot easier than on the Great Cave Offensive. I would say, I, I wrote that down, I would just say that the, uh, what's what's the word? How many diamonds are in a stage is dependent on how big the stage mm, is. Alright. Like, the bigger the stage, the, the more plentiful you gotcha. can find them. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Now, would they spawn per Steve? Because, like, if you have eight-player smash on a small stage... Part of me is tempted to say that it's, like, the same for everyone, just because that'd be funny just to compete in that way, but that would just devolve into a bunch of people mining on separate right. areas. I, it should probably be just, like, per Steve, just for the for the balance of it. I agree. Although it would be funny. It, it would be funny. I, I don't care. I, I want to see, like, eight Steves just mining together and then just going, oh, we all have diamond armor. We're all invincible now. What do we do You know now? when you get into a an online match where you're just, like, taunting or crouching over and yes. over again, not doing anything? I'd love to see, like, if Steve gets into the game, just like Steve did a match. It's just like, hey, let's not fight. Let's just build things. Just, like, three solid minutes of, okay, now we will fight. Or just, like, writing out insults to each other with, right. with bricks. <laughs> that alone makes me want this character oh, in the yes. game. Um, any idea for a final smash other than Ender Dragon? Because that's the only thing I can think of. Um, I'm sure there's something that he could have. Uh, I like it. Something. Got it. Well, like, with Steve's creation, like, what if it was, I've seen a lot of really crazy creations where people will actually create, like, giant robots that are controlled by, like, the, the red dust stuff that you can attach to switches and actually make blocks Ooh, right. move. I'd love, like, some sort of giant creation like that that just slams the stage or maybe have it randomized between, like, various creations. Oh, that'd be fun. Just, like, go full Lego movie with it. Yeah, kinda. I'm good with that. That's fun. That's much better than... I feel like if you're gonna have the Ender Dragon, that should be a boss. Yeah, that's much better than my idea. You're right, you win. I will, I will, I will cherish that victory forever. Oh, good. Very glad. Can we move on? Steve is tiring me. <laughs> Sure thing, sure thing. Alrighty. So next I have Doom Guy. Alright. Doom Guy, like, aside from Rayman and a really weird, just out of left field pipe dream of Diablo, Doom Guy is the character that I want most in Super Smash Bros. I feel like his kits, his games would be so fun to bring into the fold. Because he is, I feel like he is the ultimate power fantasy. Mm hmm. And I, I also feel like that drives people away from putting him into Smash Brothers because, like, he's got the gore, right? You can't have the gore in Smash, but I feel like that's more of a byproduct of what Doom Guy is. Because in most other games, we have a power fantasy like the old God of War games or Duke Nukem. You, they kind of turn the character into an asshole to make that power fantasy work. Right. But Doom Guy is just the living embodiment of righteous, vengeful fury, and it's the most satisfying, just... What, uh, blowing off steam game that I've ever found. 
so I don't think gore is necessary. Doomguy just needs to hit like a truck. I can I can agree with that. I respect the hell out of any man who can outrun his own rocket launcher. <laughs> and I feel like he's got a lot of weapons that would service smash pretty well. Like shotguns, for example, are would be really great for like close range smash attacks. Yeah, there's a lot of easy things to create knockback without necessarily being entirely rip and tear, rip and tear your guts. Like, he doesn't have to, like, punch Mario's skull into his chest, but he can still do that at that motion where he just absolutely smashes his opponent with his down throw or something like that, like, buries them into the ground with it. Yeah, I would say, like, oh, the chainsaw would be too violent. Oh, hi, Corin. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's absolutely true. Plus, I, I hate to say it because we just got Byleth and it's entirely a meme right now, but there's a weapon called the Crucible in Doom mm -hmm. that um, is being featured in Doom Eternal. It's a gigantic red Ganondorf-styled energy sword, which, like, if you really have to go that route, he's also got that. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, I will... As much as I love the BFG, I am a huge fan of the Unmaker. Oh, yes. Like, part of the reason, another reason I really want Doomguy is because we really don't have a lot of science fiction in Smash Brothers, and not really any first-person shooter, like, influence at all. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of interesting diversity that you could throw into the mix there. Where Doomguy is this, like, he's aiming shots at you. He's, he could be played as, like, a spacing character, but it's so much more satisfying and so much more, ah, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, he's a lot stronger when he can actually get into people's face, you know? I, yeah, absolutely. Words are escaping me. <laughs> what I would love to see for Doomguy is him not to use his projectiles as a way of spacing, but him to use his projectiles in more of a favorable way, in the way that Pikachu uses projectiles, which is a way to get in. Like, he should hit that projectile, and then once it hits you, he's already there, and he's already punched you. Oh god. Another fun way to tie that in is that in Doom Eternal, he has that, um, there's a grapple hook that he attaches to his shotgun. Oh, I saw that! Demons and used to pull himself to them. Oh, I saw that. That would be amazing. Yeah, invalidate Scorpion. Get over here. No, I'm coming over to you. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. What I got written down here is uh, I want a rushdown style that he, that is dangerous to himself. I want something like he can get caught in his own explosion and that will deal damage, but he will ignore it and he will punch you through it anyway if he needs to get the job done. Oh, and that's like super armor to his own attacks? Yeah, basically. That sounds awesome! Yeah, think like Snake's Grenade, but he can Little Mac punch through it. Oh, that, that I, I want that so badly. That that would fit the, the whole style of Doomguy, because I can't count the amount of times that I've just taken out a rocket launcher and blown a demon up, like, point blank. You can do that. It's fine. Right! He'll take it. It's Doomguy. Mm-hmm. Would you want for Doomguy, I just have it as a question, to have a sort of limited ammo capacity sort of thing? Because I, I find that an important aspect of the Doom series is maintaining your uh, weapon ammo or your best ammunition for when you need it. And I feel like in order to get that level of overwhelming power, Doomguy does need an obvious drawback. And, you know, recovery is the easy one there, but... Yeah, I do feel like like the big thing about Doom is that you can't just you can't just pick a favorite weapon. You have to always be cycling through them to fit whatever situation it best needs. Like take out the shotgun to take out the small ones, grab a railgun to get rid of that big guy over there, things like that. And it would work to have like a limited ammo set, like like maybe Banjo Kazooie, where he starts with like 
a massive arsenal, but you have to pick and choose. Not necessarily as like a a danger to himself, but like he's only got he's right. got this giant railgun, but he can only shoot it like three times before he has to just charge in and punch you in the face, which he can do. Right, right. It's just not as effective. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, conceptual ideas coming for this was just uh, having him throw out a bunch of explosives and then take a berserker pack and just like a mad, almost Ganon final smash kind of dash across the stage. I, I, I would love the I would love the berserker so much. I don't know how to make that flow with the rest of the movesets. Like I'd almost want that to be an item where you just grab the berserker set and you're just like completely like invincible and your grabs like do. 10 times as much damage or something crazy like that. Oh, that'd be so good. It's like super buff you, but normals only. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that'd be good. I want this. <laughs> I also just, just add the blue, but I feel like Doom Guy should definitely be one of the heaviest characters. I can agree just with that. Just to give that. him that, like maybe make him a bit slower if you need to, but to sell that power, he's he's got to be up there with, with Bowser, K. Rule, DK, uh, considering how heavy Snake is and Terry is, I'd be insulted if uh, Doom Guy wasn't at least several notches above. Yeah, at the same time, Ridley's lighter than Samus, I think, so it yeah. isn't unprecedented. But yeah, but I, I mean, I I got issues with Ridley. That's 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 another fair point. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't perfect. It's a living. Oh, just just th- just throwing out as well because I keep remembering things that Doom Eternal is adding to the game. He's also got that uh, the wrist blade. Kind of thing. Right. Which I, know, I know people are hesitant to go like, Oh, sword! Ugh. But the way something like that would work would be completely different. And you'd have so many fun, like, just have him impale people for his grab or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. He's got a, like, a shoulder-mounted flamethrower, which, yes, there's a lot of, lot of flamethrowers in the game as well, but there's just, there's so much you could do. <laughs> and I want to use all of it, and it gets too complicated when you... Start going like God, that. Well, you, you know what? You could just incorporate it into his final smash. Just make that a big celebration of weapons. Just another one, and then another one, and then another one. Just like... Just all the explosions. Just go through every single weapon in the arsenal, one after another. And finish it off with I, the BFG. I would love that if, like, the final thing, like, he fires the BFG, and then he just walks up to them. is like, I'm the big threat here, and just punches them, and it's the most powerful hit of the... Oh, God, Yes. Uh, that's why I love Doom Guy. Like, he's got this arsenal, but he is himself a walking arsenal. Doom is a horror game where you play as the horror. Oh, that's such a good way of explaining it. Definitely didn't steal that from Reddit. That's fine. <laughs> Reddit exists to be thieved from. Exactly. There was one more mechanic that Doom is known for that I just wanted to run by you. Alrighty. You have both health and armor in Doom. Mm-hmm. And you can get some... Um, more armor from opponents by killing them or lighting them on fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I feel like we're p- packing too much on as a character at this point. But another avenue that could be taken is that he has a set amount of armor that he can get more by damaging opponents, which like maybe gives him like a little bit of super armor or something like that. Like say like I don't know, like twenty percent, ten percent baseline. That the more you hit, the more you get. But once it's broken, it's gone. Mm. Just as a bit more of a way to sell the powerhouse that he is. I can. S- I don't know how to balance that. It's just a uh, just an idea I wanted to throw out there. I can see that, but I feel like armor as a mechanic is um, just the general idea of not getting getting hit and still going is more iconic of another green suited space marine than it is Doom Guy. That's, but I want Doom Guy more. I too <laughs> want Doom Guy more. 
But I'm saying just yeah. of the balance, I would say that Doom Guy should be the hyper offensive threat. Whereas the other one the, would be the proper more answer methodical. here is just to get both of them. Oh yeah, obviously. I'm all for it. I don't care. I want everyone. Yeah, we, we, everyone is here. We need to make that factual in every sense of the word. Alrighty, so anyway, next I, of what I've got on my list is uh, Crash Bandicoot. Now, before you talk for the rest of this, I just want to point out that for my... We've been writing notes a bit for these characters, mm -hmm. and next to Crash, I just have three question marks that have been made several times larger than everything else on my... Like, the font's like 72 and the rest right. of this is regular. <laughs> I have no idea what Crash could do. Okay, so uh, let, let me ask you. I have written here on my notes, ask... What do you think of when you picture Crash Bandicoot? So, what do you think of when you picture Crash Bandicoot? I think of his eyebrows because that's the just the just the eyebrow raise he does in the the remake trailer. That's always stuck with me for some reason. I have no idea why. It's just the most expressive part of him, I guess. I think of spinning, and I think right. of that mask thing that follows him around. That is all I know about this character. Oh, boxes and boxes and boxes. Honestly, that is, you can make so much from just that. Crash is simplicity in platforming, but he is so strong in his simplicity. Most people will just look at him and go, yeah, he was, he's the Sony mascot. He's obviously the guy that we go to, to rep Sony. But what does he mean beyond that? Well, you can give him an easy moveset. You could go like, okay, he has spin. He has a bazooka that shoots fruit which is apparently more iconic than the coconut gun because it's in like every crash moveset and he's got a belly flop and maybe if you're feeling nice you give him aku aku masks and then that's you know there you go that's the moveset and i don't want that for crash crash is such a personality driven character so much of his design was inspired by uh, chuck jones and tex avery cartoons and so much of that love goes into his animations in the crash series um cr you know there are, crash has around 40 unique death animations in crash 3 alone and they are totally worth looking up they range from him turning into an angel and playing a didgeridoo as he ascends to heaven, to being hit into the screen by an enemy, to being kissed by a frog, and the frog turns into a prince and Crash dies. <laughs> he is just cartoons personified, and what I want from Crash isn't for him to be the Bugs Bunny of Smash. I don't want him to be wacky cartoon hijinks, no. I want him to be the Daffy Duck of Smash. I want him to be the character that constantly blows himself up, that constantly gets hurt, but he's doing it slightly better than you, and that's what matters. Um, the idea of the spin mechanic, that's, you know, that's such an obvious move for Crash to pull from as much as Mega Man shooting the pellets. What I love about the spin in Crash Bandicoot games is um, the fact that every object that he can spin is interactable with any other object. If he spins a skunk and it goes flying, if it flies into a piranha plant, it will kill the piranha plant. If he spins fruit, if he spins an extra life, it will go flying and he will not get the extra life. Because why would you attack a power-up, idiot? And that's what I want of Crash's spin. I want it to be an all-purpose answer to everything and to spin things away. 
Wario's bike is on the ground. Crash spins it. It is a projectile. Why would you leave it there, idiot? Diddy's banana peel on the ground. Crash spins it. It hits Diddy. He trips. I want Crash to be able to in essentially crash into other items and other fighters and use them to propel himself forward. And another big thing that I'd want from him is to have the boxes incorporated. Crates are a huge aspect of the Crash series. That's where he gets his name. I want him to hit the crate, and if he's spinning or doing a little slide kick toward it, I want the animation to continue for a second time. I want that to double up. I want you to be rewarded for if you hit a crate, it does extra work and you get to extend your combo. If... You lay down a TNT crate, I want Crash to be able to hit it, and I want him to hit himself up, and that be his recovery, blowing himself up. <laughs> I want Crash to be just this idiot who by all means should barely be fighting, but is just playing around, and you're just using the limited tools you have to upset everyone else's carefully laid plans and ideas. I want to be spin to win... And I want it to be fun, zany chaos. That's my general idea for Crash Bandicoot. Alright, so I was a Crash, like, doubter when we came into this. We talked about this before we started the right. discussion. yeah. And uh, you had me sold as soon as you mentioned the death animations. I was like, wait, oh, right, oh, I see where you're going with this. This, that would, oh, you, you sold me so hard on that, man. Just the idea of him being like the the Daffy Duck of Smash Brothers. Just the thank you. Just I, the I, unadulterated chaos that throws out. Like you said, he's throw out the crates. What do you have? Like in a randomized element where you could also like maybe get like a TNT crate and that explodes, or a nitro crate that blows up in his face, or um, what like th things of that nature. Now, see, there are crates in the Crash Bandicoot series that slowly rotate between different types of crate, and when you interact with them by either brushing against them or jumping on them, it solidifies into that kind of crate. That's the... Okay. I, I feel like that's the easiest way to do it and just make it into one all-purpose move. I'm also A-OK -okay with um, Crash just having TNT as his recovery. It makes a platform, but it explodes in three seconds. That, that does sound... It reminds me of Sandbag's recovery in Super Smash Flash 2. Oh, right! And I think that's perfect from what you just described of Crash. I love the idea of him being just the... Just the anti-setup, the complete chaos character. Just you got Snake trying to throw away a bunch of grenades and explosives, just spin and they're all head right back at him. Exactly. And that's... That's the general gist of Crash gameplay. It's just... See scenario? What are your tools? You jump or you spin. And I want to preserve that sort of simplicity with Crash's moveset while also making him, you know, more of a complete character. So how would the rest of the moveset, like, embody that, basically, is what I'm wondering at this point. Because you got the spinning, you got the crates. Like, would the rest of his attacks be, like, pretty simple, like, Mario-esque, like, punches and kicks and various types of things? Um, yeah, there's a bunch of things that you can basically do with that uh crash has a lot of just over the top animations in general i know that crash of the titans gives him a much more beat-em-up style moveset but it references chuck norris in the year of our lord 2007 <laughs> and i i just can't my heart dies to think of crash forward smash norris roundhouse 
I feel like Crash isn't a character where his normals particularly matter all that much as long as they are fast and have the opportunity to blow up in his face or have very specific utility. I feel like Crash's design needs to be centered around his spin. That is the character that is, well, you know about Crash Bandicoot? He spin! That's what this you need. This is true. And more than anything else, I absolutely want to capture that. Another, to go off on spin a little more, let me sell you a little harder on spin, <laughs> because in Crash 3, you can mash the spin button, and it will get both larger and slow his aerial descent at the cost of mobility. And just, there's so much of Crash that is built around the spin that I feel like, you know, I know a lot of people criticize the Sonic ball animation for being all of his moves in Brawl, and still half of his moves now. And I agree with that, but I feel like while that- if Sonic only had the Genesis games to go off of, that would be more okay. I feel like Crash having variants of spin and just having spin kick, spin punch, is totally okay and with his character because he's an idiot! That's what he knows how to do! <laughs> I guess my final question then would be, how is that, what's the counterplay to the spin? Is it unsafe on shields? Is it, does it have a lot of lag afterwards? Oh, I would assume unsafe on shield, and it's just, it's not a good move if it's just thrown out. It's just a low damage move. Like, what is the counterplay to Banjo-Kazooie Egg, or what is the counterplay to Pichu Nair? It's, it's just a move. All right. Cool. It, it should be as much of a bread and butter as, say, Mario Nair should be to Mario's moveset. And, you know, obviously, if you're an idiot, you hit the spin and it dies. And thing happen. Ooh, darn. It is me who is the fool, not stupid Bandicoot. If Crash just throws it out willy-nilly, it's just a weak move in neutral. So. Alright. All right. Well, you have, you have convinced me. This sounds like... A hilarious moveset that I would love playing in the game so much. I love chaotic characters to just ruin everybody else's plans. Yes. Oh, God. And just on items, I'm s I am would be so thrilled to have Crash with items. Just, just, oh, look, a Pokeball. Nope. Just, just spinning around the stage with items on high, just chaos everywhere. Oh, my favorite thing would be, oh, if, he be if he spun an assist trophy or a Pokeball, if it would just be neutral to everyone. Oh, yes! Just be- Oh, that'd be great! Oh, God. Crash would get me to play with items again. And just, I, I have a real deep history with the character. Um, Crash Team Racing was my first PS1 game. Um, Crash 3 was the first PlayStation game I ever beat. And they, they, while some of them have aged, Crash Bandicoot remains one of the games where if I were to speedrun a game in my life, it would be Crash 1 or Crash Team Racing, without a doubt. They're, they're just some of the most pure gameplay experiences that really made me appreciate video games, just in general. Just like, this feels good, and I understand that I'm feeling something here, as opposed to just, video games are fun, everyone jumps, it's fun. So, he'd be... He'd be a real, real thrill for me to see. Well, now I want it even more, because that would be awesome. He's probably the last of my oh my god characters I have left. Yeah, that's how I am for Rayman. Sounds like Crash is your Rayman for me. Just for the parallel. God, I desperately need to play Rayman too. I really do need to track that down. 
they're they're so good. They're weird in terms of other like platformers of their nature, but they're so just they're just charming. I I've been sold on the creativity alone of Rayman Two, so I'm in. All right. <laughs> you got you got anything else you want to say about Crash? No, I'm tired. <laughs> um, he All should right. die, well, wanna... and he should say "whoa" when he dies. <laughs> that, that's what I got. Can he have a victory animation where just boxes keep falling from the sky, just ad infinitum? No, it's it's like the Mario animation where, uh, or the Piranha Plant victory animation where it happens to someone else and he's just dancing. That would that'd be pretty great too. Or if that's like his like his clapping kind of animation, he's just on the ground, face down, his boxes just poof, 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 trying to clap at the same time. Oh god! Or just have a taunt that is just the crash dance, and as long as you hold it down, it keeps going. <laughs> Oh, yeah, personality alone, just, this sounds amazing. I love my boy. Want to talk about something that's a lot less fun to talk about? Only every day of my life. Great, let's talk about Pokemon. Cool. Alright, so. Best Gen 8 I feel fun. like this Go. Is... Best Gen yeah, 8? Yeah, Best Gen 8. Uh, Frostless. Snom. That evolutionary line, I love that evolutionary cool. line. Stone Journer. Love him. He's just, he's a rejected Kirby boss. I love him. That's a perfect explanation for him. Okay. Uh, but yeah, people just, I feel like this is a lot of just, hey, Byleth just came out, and so there's people are seeing like, oh, there's the promotional character for this pass. There must be a promotional character in the next pass, too. Who could that be? Probably Pokemon. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It It's a shame because I went through most of the Gen 8 designs, and I went, oh, this wouldn't thrill me as much as previous gens. I've been feeling that way with just, it's it's a downward trend with Pokemon in Smash Brothers, I feel, because they do work. Pokemon is very easy to translate into Smash Brothers. You see a, you see a Pokemon, it's got a couple of unique moves, they got a gimmick that they're trying to emulate. It's not hard to like see like, oh yeah, that works, that works just fine. Mm-hmm. But almost for every Pokemon I see, I feel like there's another character that fits that gimmick that I would want more. Every time that I see a new Pokemon character uh, in Smash, uh, post-Pokemon Trainer, I would say, I-, I feel that it's very much the team trying to imprint a personality onto the Pokemon. Um, with uh, Lucario being very sort of Buddhist monk, uh, Asian Kung Fu generation, Tai Chi sort of thing, uh, Greninja being ninja... Uh, semi-Naruto, but semi-actual cool ninja. And then Incineroar obviously being heel wrestler. And I- I'm a sucker for my heel wrestlers. But... Yeah, he is fun. I-, I love his personality, but as much as I do love the personality that they give the characters, that's a lie. I don't care for Lucario's personality at all. However, I'm sure that to some people, the idea of playing as very cool collected sort of monk from the mountains coming down to beat all of the unruly children is very cool. I feel like this is another character's gimmick that you've transplanted onto a Pokemon to make them work. Yeah. Not since... I agreed on all accounts. Not since Trainer and... Even Jigglypuff, it's very much saying, okay, this is the character, this is their body type, and they are very interesting due to that body type. Like, as much as Jigglypuff is a filler character, they do so much with the idea of, this is a balloon that punches you. (laughs) 
And that is a funny design, but, like, I feel like for almost every Pokemon in the game, like, they lose what the Pokemon is. Like, in the, in those, like, the, well, except for Incineroar, who's literally just the heel Pokemon. Right. Like, Mewtwo is the last thing I'd expect Mewtwo to play like. It just makes it difficult to get excited for a Pokemon because, uh, it's just, you don't know what you're gonna get, and if there's just gonna be a play style. Mm-hmm. With another counter. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Pikachu's personality is pretty good. Which is like saying, oh boy, they nailed Pikachu. They nailed the mascot. Good. Shocker. Neat. Okay, but um, when we discuss Gen 8 Pokemon specifically, people usually have a divide. There's the starter, and then there's everything else. <laughs> so just point blank... If you had to pick one of the three starters, which one would it be? Oh, if I if I had to, I don't like any of them. <laughs> like, I feel like the final evolutions just don't really speak to me on any level here. But I feel like of the three, Rillaboom could have the most new stuff in its movesets. Like, just, like, rhythm-based, like, sending out sound waves or using that to summon vines along the ground and maybe, like, cause a little bit of, like, a, a damaging effect when people walk on the ground. That'd be interesting. Nobody really does that. Right. And then I feel like gimmick-wise, Inteleon would be the most fun just because spy gadgets. But if you're going that way, like, just give me Gex. <laughs> <laughs> I have not considered Gex seriously for Smash until this sentence, so. Oh, my God. Um, For me, um, I would just have to say... Cinderace basically by default because Inteleon I actually like the design I think I like how slick and smooth and untrustworthy it looks it reminds me of like Leon from Star Fox or Randall from Monsters Inc but we have a limber amphibian that is blue it's just this is true but we already have two fire mammals well not Charizard's not a mammal but no, maybe Bowser. I don't know. He's a reptile. Regardless, there's a lot of fire in the game already. And Rillaboom, I actually like the design of him. I like the sort of dreadlocks, taiko drummer aesthetic that he's going for. But the drum is so hard to compensate for with general movement. Just that that has to be a constant part of him, right? Yeah, like maybe he like carries it slung over his shoulder regularly and sets it down to do certain moves. I I would I would hope so, but ev- everything he has it square in front of him, and that's where all of his animations come from. And it's just it, it's hard for me to think of okay, how does that drum in front of him that is the size of him interact with every hitbox in the game? I do feel like like part part of the reason I don't like Rillaboom is just his stance, his idle animation, because he's just like kind of there not emoting much in his basic animation. That's 90% of how you see him. I feel like it, like he shouldn't base the animations off of that. Like, if you saw the concept of Rillaboom, like Sakurai sees most of the Pokemon concepts mm-hmm. that he puts into the game alone, I feel like if you had a more, like, animated... I, I don't know how to put this. Like, I don't want the character in the first place, but... Right, but, like, if he's jiving or something, I don't know. That was an awful yeah, sentence like just, to say. Just, just jiving, like, carrying the drum on, underneath one of his arms or over his shoulder or just something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. A, a monkey with a musical around. gimmick. Donkey Kong. Got it. But I, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. know. There, there's... 
there's a lot you can do mm-hmm. there. The the only reason I would want Cinderace is because I like the idea of an athletic star, and I feel like that represents what Gen 8 is going for most. And uh, my favorite thing is that his signature move that I love so much that I don't remember its name um, <laughs> is he picks up a pebble and then he plays hacky sack with it for a little bit. And with every hit, it gets more on fire until he shoots a giant fireball at you. And I just like the idea of a Pokemon that's so incendiary that items around it become dangerous. And I like the idea of just using the- I like the idea of using that for style and just essentially using the it's soccer, what can he do as sort of a he kicks it back at you and he has flips to kick things back at you sort of style. And then like do a flip kick and give a thumbs up at the camera or something. I don't know. It's not something I did have. Sorry, can we keep it's going? not something I'm in love with, but it's the most feeling I get out of the three, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do have written down in my notes, like where I had question marks for Crash, I just have a big, fat ugh, fine, and then a few notes for each character. <laughs> I do think it would be fun, like, you know how the soccer ball in Smash Brothers works right now? Mm-hmm. Like, you can kick it and it flames off into a direction. Yeah. Like, have an ability for Score Bunny to, like, I, I, I have it written down as Score Bunny. I couldn't even remember the, the, the Final Evolution's name. No, that's, that's but, no problem. I had it written down like you maybe like bounce like this this like this pebble around the stage and every time you kick it it gets faster and more powerful or something like that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh there there's a character in uh Indivisible actually, and that that's a uh, turn based RPG with like a real time element where they are um ancient Aztec uh sportsmen that uh they turn one of them is a ghost and he turns into a spirit bomb and the other one just plays ball against the opponent with them. And just with every attack, the ball jumps off of the opponent. And you have to time your next attack to hit the ball back at them. And it goes off at different angles depending on what attack you do and the size of the opponent. And I thought something like that could be fun. Just like constantly press the advantage. If the opponent's holding shield, why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. I think... um. I think Tidus's move, like special move in Dissidia, has a similar functionality, and those kind of moves are fun to use. Like it's it's fun to get that timing down. Yeah. Um. Throwing out another thing for Rillaboom because it just popped into my head. All right. Like you know how um Islanders will like use steel drums, like kind of hold it in one hand and kind of bang it with the other. Yeah. Like you do a lot of fun things with that, just sending out shock waves as he hits it, and using like various almost bardic skills, I suppose. <laughs> All right. With it, with his grass drum, I don't know. I I, I like rhythm based things, so both that and the cinder cinderace. Yeah, I, <laughs> idea you just threw out does speak to me, but I'd rather just have a rhythm heaven character if that was the case. Yeah, same. Okay, should we talk about Urshifu at all? If if you'd like, like I feel like people just gravitate towards that. Like that's the obvious thing. Mm-hmm. That's. So bland. It's just a, it's just a fighter. It's just Lucario and Ryu and Terry. If you're gonna have another fighter, just get Heihachi. I, I I I get why it would work, but if you're gonna do a stance chair character, there's so much else you could do. I, I did write down one that I would want just off of the the idea. Like there was only one Pokemon that really spoke to me. Uh huh. I was going through the whole list, like going back and forth and back and forth. 
And I was like, you know what? Ore beetle would be fun. I could get down for that. Just a psychic bug. Oh. But, like, that's never going to happen. Yeah, no. But, like, Sonics in general, we need more of that in Smash. I uh, went through the list, and I thought to myself, okay, so let's be somewhat reasonable here. Let's go for a humanoid shape so it's not a hitbox nightmare, because as much as Pokemon is, you know, good and has unique designs and tons of fun, Mewtwo is a hitbox nightmare, with just with his tail alone. And just anything more than that feels like, okay, this is possible, but also, do you realize how easily you're going to get juggled and it's not going to be your fault? Indeed. Like, as much as I would want a Pokemon like, say, Sandaconda, just have a pure serpentine Pokemon, the hitbox shifting from his body moving alone would just be so weird and hard. Oh, you just made me want Santa Scorch. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Phalanx is better. <laughs> it, Continue, but be careful. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's six cutter Kirby's. Okay, you know what? I will give the I'll give you that. Phalanx is adorable. I do love Phalanx. <laughs> okay. I, I, if they if they do Pokeball DLC, that's okay. Put Phalanx in. Yes, I'll be down for that. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I thought to myself, okay, so. Generally humanoid shape, would bring a decently unique playstyle, and has a Gigantamax form to show off Gen 8. And who I settled on based on all of that... Can I guess? Just yeah, sure. How you're describing yeah. Toxitricity? That was my second choice. Okay. What was, what my was first point? choice was Grimmsnarl. Oh. I really like the idea of Grimmsnarl because... I looked at his height, and he is four foot eleven. I am a head taller than this angry demon thing, so I want him to be this upset little gremlin who is based entirely on buffs and debuffs. Amazingly, throughout the entire Smash cast, we don't have anyone that's based around empowering or depowering you, except a little bit with Hero's Oomph and Shulk's Monado Arts. Um. But we have all of this functionality that is in the game due to spirits of attack up, attack down, uh, weight up, weight down, all of these things that is just not utilized. And I feel like using moves like Spirit Break, Swagger, Torment to prevent the opponent from using non-damaging moves, uh, Play Rough, which is based on the amount of buffs an opponent, an opponent has, or the amount of buffs you have, and it does more damage based on that. And I think a centralizing moveset around that, around focusing uh, how strong your opponent is, uh, how strong you are, and giving advantages and disadvantage states to each, is really interesting. I'm sorry, not, not play rough, foul play. Foul play is what I was thinking of. Ah. I don't know what either one does, so... That's fine. Good I played Pokemon in Gen 6. I played Pokemon Showdown for an afternoon once. Nice! Yes. I, I hate to say it because, again, I don't want Gen 8 in the first place, but Grimmsnarl's Pokedex, isn't that the one where it's like, its entire body is covered in hair? Yes! It's buff that Bayonetta. Fun, that could have a lot of fun animations. Like, a lot of fun animations of just its hair swiping. Like, uh, the, the, the My Hero Academia character, 
who's just covered in hair and uses that to swipe around. Yeah, right. I, I would love to see that, just for the animations alone. Mm-hmm. And then Toxtricity was my second choice, but there are, there are a lot of electrics already. And then and then he's got his different forms, like the high voltage and the low voltage, which is based on personality in Pokemon, which is cool, but like, okay, do I do it like... The best I could come up with for that was have a stance change gimmick based on the move Discharge, but... Just as he gets more depressed as he's getting hit during the match, he just starts... Like turning more and more blue. I'm at a. I don't know. I'm at eighty percent already. Wow. Guess I'm and down. He changes colors. Guess I'm down the stock. <laughs> but yeah, that was my. If I had to pick one, it would be Grimmsnarl. I'm like, you did kind of sell me on that. Although, again, just like most of these characters, I'd like rather have like Ashley or someone if we're going down the debuff route. Honestly, if we were to have another Pokemon rep. I would want it to be a rival. I would want just a physical rival representing movement in Pokemon and then having a move where they throw out a Pokemon and it acts as an assist for them and has a little bit of health. I, can, can we talk about how ironically terrible Pokemon is represented in this series? Because it's just the Pokemon. There's so much else in this game, but we just get the Pokemon here. We don't have any villains. Team Rocket is nowhere to be seen. There are me no costumes. Rivals, there's no professors. Okay, okay, they were barely put into me costumes into the game. But like there's just there's just none of it. It's just a giant showcase of just like just like, oh, here's these cute Pokemon in these games. Buy them! Do you know that there are no human Pokemon spirits? I had someone point me out this out to me this th- <laughs> point this out to me recently. And I didn't believe it, but double-checked, and yeah. There's no Oak, there's no there's no Jesse or James, there's no nothing. Which, just why? Because the Pokemon Company does not find those characters marketable. Okay, come on, you cannot tell me that Jesse and James are not marketable. Not as much as this cute plush of Litten. Do you see how cute Litten uh, is? Okay, fair enough. I have a plush of Wobbuffet sitting across from me right now. I'm looking at my Trico right as we speak, like... I almost feel like Pokemon has, like, an abusive relationship with its fans. Like, we know that they're putting in... Like, we, we know they're, they're playing with our hearts, playing with our nostalgia, but we keep coming back. And Smash... Smash is no exception. I do kind of want Grimmsnarl now. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just picturing the hair animations. Those could look I so know. good. I know. I was thinking, oh, that would actually be cool. I'm that's, excited. That's the one good thing about getting Pokemon into Smash Bros. We can actually see them with good animations. Yeah, and then you could, like, grab, and the hair could, like, wrap around the opponent, and they could struggle with it. Maybe, like, have well, it as, like, could, a health like, drain. Wrap, like, like, the back throw, just have him, like, slam into the ground a few times. Like, Hulk puny godding Loki. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh Can we, like, put in a custom moveset for Bayonetta to do that? Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be better. But no, then it wouldn't be a buff little imp to it. Dang it, there's nobody else that can do that. Damn. I can't believe we I found we the- we have to have Grimmsnarl now. We, on- we found the only Pokemon that would be unique. No other Pokemon is unique. I would say just for the memes, Dracovish would be kind of funny. I-, I would support Mr. Fish. 
I, I can't see it being much different than Piranha Plant just swinging around its head for all of its attacks. But just like the sound effects you could do with just this this creature that suffers to be alive, just oh, oh god. Ugh. Speaking of that, have speaking of just dumb sound effects, have you ever heard Guzzlord in the Pokemon anime? I have not. It's just a human man screaming. <laughs> it's literally just oh no, Guzzlord! Ah! Uh, why isn't he in Smash? I want him now. Should have been a boss. Should have been. You want to move on to better characters? Yes. Great. Um, so these characters I have had suggested, and I have had them in the very unfortunate category of me costumes exist for a reason, and it's probably for these guys, which I, I don't mean as a disservice to their games at all. And that is quote from Cave Story and Hollow Knight. Yeah, like, they both have pretty obvious gimmicks that you could throw onto their characters. Like, Soul is practically made for, for Smash Brothers. Just have Hollow Knight, the more he slashes, the more spells he can cast. That's a pretty pretty easy way of making the game work. Mm-hmm. And then, for quotes, the more he damages people, the more powerful his abilities become. Right. So, like, kind of like Lucario, but you're just trying to hit people instead of getting hit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fun things you can do there, but... Being a sword fighter and a gunner also really works because that's most of what these characters do. Unfortunately, yeah, they're just, they're very, they're very baseline. I know that there are some creative abilities that you can have with them. I know that, but the core of their gameplay is that it just feels good to shoot or it feels good to hit things. And I feel like of all the characters suggested... If you went all the way with these guys, they would be the ones that I would hate to fight the most. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing in Quotes Arsenal that doesn't cover the entire screen. Exactly. And, like, while you can say that about, say, Mega Man, Mega Man is very individualized with the way that he throws out projectiles. It's very much... There was a sprite limit back in the day, and we're emulating that sprite limit, so he only gets a couple metal blades and a couple little lemons out at a time. And his powers were all very individualized. Quote doesn't have that. He could just sort of switch between them and just fill it with Daka. And it's just, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, there'd have to be like some sort of like none of his moves dealing knockback or something crazy like that right. just to balance out how quote should play in the game. These are absolutely games that I think deserve representation in Smash, but these are also the ones that I feel I would be more satisfied with just me costume with music with that representing them. It almost makes me want just, how do I put this? A few sound effects to come alongside the me costumes like if you could just get the sound of the hollow knight's blade hitting people on those attacks that'd be enough for me oh i'd love that i would love that but yeah the they're very they're very quiet characters they don't show off a lot of personality once you have like their likeness in the game you're halfway there already mm -hmm. uh with, with hollow knight especially i feel like the abilities that you do aren't the star of the show in hollow knight it's your movement and I, I know that I just praised simplicity with my Crash Bandicoot pitch for like 10 straight minutes without taking a breath. But um, the way in which Hollow Knight pressures its bosses 
is very much compensating for the fact that those bosses do not have hit stun. Yes. If you translate Hollow Knight into Smash, I I get Bayonetta flashbacks, and those scare me. He'd have to be like half the weight of Pikachu, or of Pichu, to be able to, like a, like a super glass cannon that he can't get hit with because of how, like, right. Hollow it's based around not getting hit. And it's very, once you learn how to do that, it's not hard to do that. Yeah. Putting that into Smash Brothers... Just you, you, you tremble at the sight of him. I will, I will say that I love both characters. I, I do too. And I'm generally a proponent of just going all the way with characters when you have the chance. But for what me costumes are for, these, these are, these are good candidates. Mm-hmm. If, if I can't have Goemon, you can't have Hollow Knight. <laughs> I will say that uh, of the characters, the most unique move I could think of was uh, quote when he gets uh, Curly's machine gun. And just, that's something that I would want in Smash. Like, maybe as an item or something, but just point it down and just infinite vertical momentum based on shooting the ground. That, that'd that be great. Maybe balance it as, if there's no ground beneath you, then obviously you can't go up. But I love that weapon so much. It is one of the most enjoyable. It just makes it feel good to move around. Yeah. I can say that about both of these characters, honestly. I feel like that's why they're so, like, it's so tempting to get them into Smash Brothers, because you want to have that in a platform-based fighter. I have to say, the more that uh, these fun costumes come out, the more I actually go, oh yeah, the Miis are actually fun to play. I I never considered that until now. I I do want a Sans-level character, or Cuphead-level, on the other Mii fighters. Just so I have a reason to play them. Oh yeah, I agree. That- Hollow Knight would do that for me for the sword fight. Absolutely, that's my one done. This is the easiest pull that I can possibly think of. Is, is, is this the part where I say, hey, I'm the Zubaz guy. Put Zubaz as a me costume for the brawler. Uh, everyone, everyone in my thing said, oh yeah, first Zubaz, and then here are my suggestions. So <laughs> I just have like his name occasionally spread through my document. <laughs> Same thing for me with um, with Rayman, but like I've already talked at nauseum about the character, which if I got a if they gave me a Rayman me fi- me brawler costume, it would break my heart. But I'd never use anything else. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. It'd be it'd be interesting. Yeah, I don't know how that. Huh. I just have his skeleton. Like, have it be disembodied, but the same skeleton? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Alrighty, so moving on from that, we have a category that I called, yes, these translate really, really easily into the game. Like, no deep thought really required. And those were for uh, Dante and Bandana Waddle D. I feel like Dante is the easiest because we already have his genre represented in the game in the form of Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Which I know Bayonetta with a sword sounds terrifying, because it is. <laughs> the The thing about Dante that I like over Bayonetta is that he has significantly more ideas for flashy finishers, as opposed to Bayonetta. Because Bayo essentially has her wicked weaves and her execution attacks, which are used for her smashes and her final smashes, respectively. Dante can pretty much end a combo with a really, really satisfying move. 
Like, he can literally just start hitting you with a sword and then start playing electric guitar, and that will electrify you and send you away. He... He can start doing the combos, he'll do a flip, he'll knock you into the air, and then he'll throw a motorcycle at you. I haven't played very many Devil May Cry games, but I always liked how much emphasis is put on showing off. Yes. Like, you don't want to kill people in Devil May Cry. You want to juggle them with as many stupid things as you want. And I love the idea of a character that's you're really not trying to kill people. Like, there's no, there's no comboing off the top like Bayonetta does. Right. I like the idea of, like, Dante's combo is, like, sending them back towards the center of the stage or back to the ground to safety. Exactly. Dante should be the, hey, do you see this cool, unviable shit I can do in training mode? He should have, like, 80 variants of that. Of just ridiculous stuff that in no way will be uh, pulled off in tournament. I really think for Smash, the way that Terry functions in his combos where it's usually like three or four short moves with a flashy finisher, is the best way to handle smash combos versus Bayonetta. And I think Dante can definitely deliver on the idea of that. Yeah, I agree with that. I also feel like he is the most viable character for stance switching, because the issue with Dante is he has too many moves... That breaking down his moves, you could make like eight Dante move sets and still have room for unique moves. So I feel like he's the most viable character to have dance switching and just be very technical of, okay, sword gun trick, sword gun trick, roll guard. Yeah, and I, and I feel as, as infuriating as he might be to play against, he'd be so fun to have in the game. Absolutely. Just between his music and his personality... Oh, crazy kind of stages that are in the series. The amount of times I would put the lobby music to my online lobbies as Devil Trigger. <laughs> He's just a gimme, really. Just like, you would have to try really hard to screw Dante up. Bandana D is one of those characters that I feel like people look at and just write off because, oh, it's, it's just a Waddle D with a spear. That's not interesting at all. But that's kind of the Kirby cast in general, in my opinion. Like, you look at all the Kirby characters and they're very simplistic. Yeah. I don't think you have to be complicated to be different. And I think feel like Byleth being in the game shows off that, yeah, Spears, there's enough unique there in of themselves that Bandana D can just work. Yes, he's just swiping you with a spear, but it's a spear. Smash is already a Kirby game, so this is just so easy and just... It'd be nice to have something from the modern Kirby era, as opposed to the this era ends at Air Ride, and even then doesn't usually go past Superstar that we usually get from Kirby and Smash. I mean, we got a two music oh, we tracks? Oh, got, we got plenty of music tracks, but I think the newest remix is Squeak Squad, and that was from Brawl. Oh, wow. So that's, um math here that's about a good 15 years of kirby music without a remix whereas we have how many renditions of green greens and gourmet race and ddd's theme uh last time i counted all of them not that i have a problem with that ddd's theme is one of my favorite songs but there's kirby music is some of the like cons most consistently good music across yes. all of nintendo's franchises and we're just getting a small chunk of that the, the one thing that I think I would like Bandana D to do, just to represent the era that he comes from, is I'd like him to represent friends somehow. 
Like either having different friends from Kirby's history cheering him on as like taunts or just having the friend heart mechanic where he throws a little heart at you and then your attacks against him become weaker because I could never charge a smash attack. (laughs) What if my friend gets hurt? What if it like prevents you from charging smash attacks? Yes, something like that. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, and it's a nice, simple little reference that doesn't... Because I, I feel like you can't complicate any of the Kirby characters too much. They have to be simplistic. You have to have, like, Meta Knight having only slashes in any direction. I do feel that DDD's Gordos are about as complex as you can get. Yeah, so Bandana D should just have spear throws. He should just have the Bandana Copter for his up B. Like, yes, it's obvious, but it's what he does. I'm okay with the idea of giving him, like, the parasol from Parasol Waddle Dee, and just, like, represent Waddle Dee in general. But past that, yeah, I feel like the most that you need is his base moveset and then something to represent the era of Kirby he comes from. Like, maybe have, like, a down B where, like, a friend will come up and just apply a different effect to his weapons. Like, you have the, the Fire Spear, the Ice Spear, or the Thunder Spear... Yeah, something like that. Wouldn't be too difficult to implement, and it'd be a nice way of just, like, diversifying the character for all those doubters out there without complicating things too much. I don't want to sound like we're dismissive of the character either. This is, like, beneath... Bandana D is literally beneath Doom Guy in terms of characters I want in the game. I love the little guy. Oh, yeah, I will... He's just simple. I'll shell out the instant he comes out, but... For more Kirby music and another Kirby stage that is not an auto-scroller alone. Yeah. And honestly, another Kirby character. Like, Kirby really doesn't have enough characters compared to just what it means to Nintendo and what it means to Sakurai, even. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could have six in the game, and I wouldn't even blink. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's that big. I agree, but, I mean, there are plenty of other series that you can say that about. Where's Dixie? But yeah, he'd be fun. There's just not much to talk about there. Yeah. Speaks for himself. Absolutely. Alrighty, and with that out of the way... That's rude to say, out of the way. No. Bandana (laughs) D. With Bandana D given proper due. There we go. We just picked him up, put him on the shelf, and patted him on the head. Said, you are a good boy. Alrighty, so we do have just a couple, we have three more at the end that weren't suggested a lot, but they are very, very common requests. We just wanted to give our uh, two cents on them. Can we start with the, the, I don't want to call them the boring one, but I don't know how else to put it. Which, which one is that? <laughs> oh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Super Mario RPG fans, but Gino was the me gunner. Like, maybe you can convince me otherwise, but I don't see the appeal there well i feel that the appeal of gino as a fan base or just in general is that his fan base has held out for so long like even where say toad's fan base has fallen off gino's fan base is still strongly there and i feel like he represents that era where nintendo and square were uh so close in developing games and being a company and just the whole rpg identity of the super nintendo i feel like he represents that more strongly than anyone except maybe chrono oh don't even i don't know a thing about chrono it's chrono's game and i still want the character in the game I would love a reference. It'd be more than we've gotten in 25 years or so. You know, on that train of thought, 
I would be down for Gino if he was, like, almost, like, adopted into Smash Brothers and made, like, the Smash character. Does that make any sense? Like, to pay homage to all these people that have wanted him for so long? Just like, yes, he's here because of you? I I can see that, but also that's King K. Rule. Don't take that away from me. (laughs) I used my vote on King K. Rule when I could have voted for Wonder Red, and I got a better timeline. (laughs) I do know that there are some mechanics in Super Mario RPG, like timed hits, kind of like the Super Mario, like Super Paper Mario. I think you could do some interesting things like that with Geno. Mm-hmm. But like so much of his of his silhouette, his basic ability has been completely invalidated by the Me Gunner's existence. I do kind of have to agree with that. I mean, there are variations that you can do of Geno, but unfortunately, a lot of those are also taken by Mega Man and Samus. Like Geno has the ability to shoot rocket fists. That's really cool. Except that's also Mega Man's down aerial. Uh, Gino has the ability to shoot little pellets out of his elbow for some reason. And that's a cool spacing tool, except that's like Mega Man pellets combined with Bowser Jr.'s neutral special. Not to say that those can't be made in other ways, like you could have a, like a boomerang kind of armored, kind of like how, um, Nero fires off his arm in Devil May Cry. Oh yeah. There's ways you can do that, it's just that from a design level, there's just nothing here speaking to me. You'd have to go out of your way... From an aesthetic standpoint, I would like Gino because he very much represents the whole identity of stars in Mario and just uh, that sort of kind of cosmic identity that Rosalina has kind of taken, but I don't know. Stars used to be more holy in Mario, I guess to say, like sort of like a sort of kind of Aurora Borealis kind of look to them as opposed to the whole, ah, yes, I have a galaxy in my skirt. Would you like to be hit by it? (laughs) And somehow that only does 10% damage. Right? I will say that Gino is a character that I am, out of like every potential character, he is the one that I don't really care about references so much, so I do feel like that opens up potential. Like, that might just be me because I don't care about the character in the first place, but Mm -hmm. there is a creative freedom to that, that if Sakurai was to take that avenue with the character... Like, just, like, go with the star angle and just, like, do some weird cosmic stuff with that. Or, like, the love letter to Smash fans and be like, have a move where he's empowered if he slowly walks up and then down smashes. Or just weird things like that. (laughs) Like, there's serious, like, if they did that, just threw in a ton of things that just, like, referenced, like, little community, like, Easter eggs throughout the Smash history. That'd be, like, the best thing ever on Geno. I would love that. That would be really cute. But, yeah, I I think I love the idea of Gino more than I love Gino. That's a good way of putting it. I love the idea of Mario RPG music in Smash. I love the idea of Bowser's Castle with the giant sword coming out of it as a stage. I love the idea of so many people being happy to see Gino return and seeing, like, yes, our boy is finally home. But also, I judge leaks based on the fact that they say Geno's in Smash, and if they say that, I know it's fake, and that has been correct 100% of the time. That's so cruel. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I do agree. It is weird that his me costume is gone. It is. That, that does give me like the slightest pause of like, 
maybe, but that is the only reason that, that gives me pause. If this were the final character revealed for Smash Ultimate, I think I would be happy with that. Yeah. Like, if this were the... But wait, there's one more that we have to show you. Oh, like a, a Secret Fighter 12? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that would be... Can you imagine? I want to see that happen for the reaction. Yes, and it just, like, plays the Super Mario RPG music of Gino coming down, and, and he's a star that possesses a doll. So just imagining it going over all of these trophies and going, this one? No. This one? No. And then going into the corner and finding a dusty old Gino doll? Oh, that, oh, that'd be adorable. It's just straight up Pinocchio right there. I love what the guy represents, but he's not even a top five character in his own game, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's like a shark man with a grapple trident, and he's so cool, guys. And Bowser has an attack where he literally just throws Mario at the opponent. And if you get the timed hit, he catches Mario and throws him again. It's too good, guys. Are you advocating for RPG Bowser? Just to, ma just to match Dr. Mario? I RPG Bowser is one of the greatest characters Nintendo has ever invented. Oh, I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> he truly is. Just the, the fallback would be something to behold. Oh, please. We get so many laughing Bowser gifts. <laughs> Or just that image of Bowser lounging from Mario Party 3 in that, like, paint me like one of your French girls pose. That's the true secret of this Final Fighters Pass. It's nothing but Bowsers. But yeah, Gino, I like the ideas around him more than I like him, is the basic summary. Um, his moveset is built in, and it's functional, and it absolutely works. But due to the constraints of Mario RPG itself being its own isolated product there's not much more you can go with it mm -hmm. and the older it gets the more that means okay i kind of want to end off with my number five character absolutely like, we're literally just talking about some of my favorite characters here so let's talk about sora next oh yes sora is like i see a lot of people like one of the biggest requests for sora was uh, just a plea to like he's He's not just another sword fighter. Could you please just say that? And I'm surprised that needs to be said because Sora yeah. is such a bizarre character in how he moves and how he fights. He almost skates around his opponents in like the Kingdom Hearts games. Like I can't see how he'd play like any other character in Smash Brothers. Yeah. The basis of most Smash sword fighters is using their sword in order to um keep opponents away it is this is my range this is my happy little box you will not get in it the only real exceptions to this are roy who is pure rushdown and meta knight who is a ton of air follow-ups and i feel like sora leans very close to the meta knight way of designing yeah you can't you can't really space in kingdom hearts all of his moves send you towards your opponent yeah except when he goes ha huh, yeah ha huh, it's over <laughs> And that's what I like most about Sora, is just the idea of him being a horizontally-based, free-form uh, air combo character. Because not only are there a lot more recovery options for going from the side than there are landing in Smash, but just that's how Sora goes. He has so many moves that give him an extra jump or an extra boost in the air, and carrying an opponent off is kind of the joy of Kingdom Hearts combat. 
I, I agree. I completely agree. Plus, there's there's so many spells in Kingdom Hearts to choose from. There's so many oh, different totally. weird, like, fun little references. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3 alone, all those weapon transformations. I don't know how much you'd want to rely on those, but there's so much to do with the character. Yeah, but that does bring up the question, how much Disney influence would be allowed with Sora? People always say that, now, Sora, ha- Sora is fine without the Kingdom Hearts stuff, and I feel like that's a disservice to what Kingdom Hearts is. It's friendship, it's loyalty, and Donald and Goofy are with him constantly. Having Sora without those two would feel wrong to me. How would you do Sora without the ability to see a windscreen that goes, Sora, Donald, Goofy? I, I wouldn't want it. Like, I, I genuinely wouldn't want it. Like, you can just, like, replace it with his other friends. Like, there are Kingdom Hearts characters that have no Disney influence. Right. But I feel like if you're going to go through the PR, ni- not PR Nightmare, the, uh, the... Licensing. Yeah, license, thank you. <laughs> the licensing Nightmare of Sora. Just, just go all the way. Don't do a half measure like we are getting with the other Square Enix characters. Well, I mean, that that's why they're the other Square Enix characters, but, you know. Uh, fair enough. But... At the very least, I think this would be the Square Enix rep that we would get the most songs from, maybe actually a remix, and maybe the music would actually sound good. Maybe? There is there is hope there. I, I trust Shimomura far more than Uematsu's licensors and Angry Dragon Quest Old Man. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And I know, I don't think it's complicated because of Disney itself. Like, if Disney can get money from it... They'll do it. That's what Disney does. Yeah. It's it's the it's the combination mm-hmm. of having to essentially double double the workload of okay, are you good with this? And are you good with this? That that's yeah. just that just sounds obnoxious. Communication does sound hard, and I don't think that it being Disney makes it an impossibility. I yeah, feel definitely like not. we have a Goku in the game, we have Dracula in the game. You know, these are not, on their base form, game characters, but what they mean to games is more important. It'd be like if you said, say, oh, Geralt of Rivera should be in the game, or Sam and Max should be in the game. I wouldn't go, well, they didn't originate from video games, so I don't know. No, what they mean in the context of their games means more than their origins. Somebody's going to get so angry at you for saying Geralt of Rivia like that. But that's fine. What's a how Witcher? Do you, how do you say it? <laughs> it's Geralt of Rivia. Oh, Rivia. I think. I think. I, I, I better not be com- <laughs> like correcting you if I don't know myself. Look, I watched one episode of The Witcher before I got on here in an attempt. I watched three. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Geralt was a character that people requested of us, but we just we just don't know anything about the guy. I tried to get The Witcher 2 running on my computer, and I just could not do it. Might have a chance. Could be fun. I don't yep. know. He's cool in Monster Hunter. He always looks cool, and I love how tired he is constantly. <laughs> the consensus on Sora is that it sounds like we both want him, we both think he'd be fun, and we're not talking- we shouldn't have talked about Likelihood in the first place. It would be cool to see that happen. Yeah. It's- it's hard to talk about Sora without talking about Likelihood just due to the complex situation around him. Because I feel like if that wasn't there, he'd be in now. Yes. I completely agree with that. He represents an era of gaming really, really well. Is a Japanese 
company is a, is a darling that is wanted by a huge amount of the Smash audience. It it just makes sense. Yeah. Relevant now? Come alongside like a Kingdom Hearts collection to the Switch? Like there's so much that's could be in his favor. Yeah. He... Just that li- that little footnote, that little just wait, but wait. We got we got some lawyers back in the back that we need to talk to. But wait, the mouse would like to speak. <laughs> yes, he could be everything that Isaac from Golden Sun can't be. Don't, 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 don't speak his name. <laughs> I feel like you were all talking about like, oh, Gino's that last one. I feel like people always say that. And like, I've seen Isaac just as much. Maybe not to the same extent, but he was on that level of K. Rule, Ridley, and Gino. And now people have just kind of forgotten about him. Yeah. And it makes me sad. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Geomancy could be amazing in this game. It could be. This is the part where I say I don't like Golden Sun very much, though. I haven't played it at all. It, it's the idea of the master of all the elements that excites me. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah, I agree. But Mario Golf Advance Tour is a better Game Boy Advanced RPG developed by Camelot. <laughs> I think we're going insane, so let's wrap it up with our last character. Yep. I know it wouldn't happen. I can't see Sakurai doing two characters that look so similar, but I don't care Give me more Space Marines. I want Master Chief. I agree. I love the idea of Chief in a game. He, even more than Sora, I feel like he represents a huge boom in video games and video game interests and the idea of moving forward. Hell, he changed the way that uh, Japanese developers approached games making it more gritty and appeal to Americans because that's where the money was because the Chief was loaded up on game fuel. And even beyond that, he's just a fun character to utilize. Absolutely. I, I feel like you have a lot of, there's a lot of similarities between how Doomguy and Master Chief would play. Mm-hmm. But j- just with how much they, like, Chief start, stops and starts shooting, whereas Doomguy just keeps running until right. he gets through the demon that's in front of him. Yes. I, I would definitely say that where uh, Doomguy would be an offensive-based character, Chief would be a very defensive-based gunner. They should be like the more heavy set, methodical marine that dares you to approach, but they've got all these things ready for you as you're coming along. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played very many Halo games. I- I'm I'm trying to get into the series now that I can finally play on PC. I've mostly just played multiplayer with friends when I was a teenager, so <laughs> Yeah. I-, I I would always get in the tank, so I don't actually have very much familiarity with the weapons themselves. <laughs> Fair enough. But I always see people bringing up, like, the the alien weapons that he could use instead of the realistic ones, because Smash can't have realistic guns. I don't think that matters anymore. Yeah, I don't either. That, that's, 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 a, that's a non-issue these days, and I feel like if you're putting in Chief, he should have the weapons that he's, he, like, he's known for. Right. He's gotta have the assault rifle, he's gotta have a rocket launcher, he's gotta have a sniper rifle, he's gotta have what he's equipped with, gotta have that OP pistol, I know that thing's reputation... Joker can have one, so can Chief. Exactly. If at the point where his neutral special is a gun is real, and I know it's a cognitive airsoft gun, but... Nobody... Like, the ERSRB doesn't care about that. They're like, there wasn't a footnote like, oh, it's just a dream gun? Okay, that's fine. It's the, it's the look and sound of a gun. Yes. And that's fine. Kirby is still shooting people. It's great. <laughs> There is one thing that I noted here is um, 
the energy sword is so iconic of Halo, and I was thinking of a way to incorporate that. So I have it as uh, Chief's smash attacks being just really strong fist strikes, but if you charge it up, the energy sword comes out of his fist and it extends the rage. <laughs> oh, yes. That would look so cool, just bringing back his arm as to punch you, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Yes! Okay, that I want. That that's a good that that's a good like Ganondorf way of incorporating a sword. Why? Thank you. Just, just like the forward smash being like the uppercut. Just that that would feel so good. Yes. But yeah, otherwise I am all aboard the chief train. Um, would you say that there would be a way to incorporate uh, just uh, Halo's mechanics in general, like uh, having the two gun limit and then having different item sets within those two gun limits? Because Halo basically, um, Halo basically popularized the whole sidearm main gun thing. So that's the only reason I bring it up. It's an interesting thing to think about that I hadn't considered before. Mm -hmm. so maybe I'll have something in like five minutes, but I would like something like that. Mm -hmm. It would be cool. Like maybe have a, uh, how, how would this work? Like maybe have like a set, like different guns attached to different specials. And the down special, like, swaps out what gun he uses on that special. Like, whatever's in his hand right now. Yeah, that's basically what I was thinking of. Just, like, basically go, Chief's Iconic, uh, Spartan guns? Kooky alien guns! Because it would be fun to get the alien guns as well, because they're the more interesting guns. Yeah. It's kind of a shame that we can't get, like, the DLC items into the game. It's like, just give, give like, Isabel a needler or something like that. <laughs> I mean, we get close with, like, the killing edge and stuff, but... But I want more. Give her Doom's Chainsaw. <laughs> God, I am so happy that those games are coming out on the same day, and there is so much Isabel and Doom Guy being friends. Oh, yes, it's the best! Like, just, just, just imagine a trailer like that. Where, like, that's the end scene. Just them holding just hands? Like, no, it's gotta be the fist bump. Oh, that he, God, that yeah. Doom Guy does with his little... Yes! Nature. Like, he's just holding her, and she looks terrified, and then he holds out his fist, and she's like, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. Yes. Anyway, b back to Chief. I do think he's got, like, um, Halo's got that shield kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that would really fit in with, like, the defensive character. Yeah, I absolutely... Take a shot. You got, you got one of those. I do think if there's a character to give armor to, it is definitely Chief. Yes, he is the, he is the immovable wall of humanity. I remember playing other FPS games as a kid and being like, you die way too fast if it's not Halo. I have a hard time thinking of Chief's recovery. That's the only thing that gives me a little snack, because the only thing I can think of are those launch... Uh, I, I can't even, I don't even know what they're called. Yeah, the the, I, I don't know. The, the man cannons, they're on Valhalla. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe like the gravity hammer? Just like... <laughs> Give it a thrust. Just swing it down. Yeah, just swing it down and boost him up. I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. That was the best Maybe I have got. Maybe like a... Oh, this this would be so overpowered, but you know Zoom? Yeah. Just have him deploy. Just get into a get into a thing, fire off into the air, he deploys back to the ground. You can't edgeguard Chief, you gotta kill him. Just just add on to his, like, immov immovable defense. I don't... That would be so overpowered. Well, but it... It could work cool. if he recovered to the same spot every single time, so it was predictable. Yes, right in the center of the stage. That yeah. would work. Yeah. So you can, like, punish it. That, that'd be weird, having a character like, okay, he's off the stage, better run to the center. Yep, it's like, nope, I can just walk back on. 
Oh, that even worked with, like, the shield, too. Because it's like a... It's like a, a, a... It brings you back to neutral. Yeah, that would work. It's like, okay, he deploys, instantly loses his shield. He's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're, in, when you're vulnerable in Halo, that's when you quickly die. But yeah. it'd be a fun little, just interesting way of putting Chief in the game. The more we talk about, the more I like it. Would be obnoxious on, like, stages like Great Cave Offensive, though. Oh, you got me in the bottom right corner? Back to the top. Let me run back down to the bottom left. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but also Zoom is a thing still. Yeah, Zoom works the same way, so. Yeah. Thanks, Hero. Y- your mistake was playing on Great Cave Offensive in the first place. I actually really like Great Cave in 8-player, but... I, I, it's a nice stage, but... It gets a lot of hate. I don't think it's, it's as bad as other big stages. Like I have a small TV, and I need glasses. That's fair. <laughs> I play on handheld, so... I don't know if that makes it better or worse. You can hold that right up to your face. I can. I have retina damage now. Thanks, Sakurai. <laughs> All right, and with that, I think that we have finished this list. Mm-hmm. There are, of course, other characters that were requested, other characters that are very good and very much deserve to be in Smash. But I have my limits today. Yeah. We've been talking for two hours. Uh, yeah. As, as fun as talking about speculation, we, like, we gotta... There's always other episodes, and, like, we gotta keep our voices intact, you know? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I guess. We, we don't have the practice of, of easy allies or game explaining. We aren't at that level yet. I know. G- give us, like, two more years and maybe we'll be here. All right? Yeah. Incoming 24-hour live stream of the sequel of Smash Brothers. <laughs> We're going to make a design document right here. <laughs> All right. But with that said, thank you guys so much for sticking with this. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, feel free to leave a comment as to what topic you might want us to consider next. We can't get to all of them, but we're we're always down to talk about something interesting. Absolutely. Until then, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye! <laughs>